Hello and welcome to 50 Years of Hurt, a Euro 2016 podcast. My name's Richard Carey and I'll be bringing you through Euro 2016, the ups, the downs, the heartbreaks, the inevitable disappointments, uh, mainly concentrating on the home nations, England, Wales, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. But before the tournament starts, we're going to do a little preview show for you, looking through all the team, all the 24 teams that are in the tournament. But before we start, let's go through a few quick facts about Euro 2016. So there's four teams in the tournament for the first time, them being Albania, Iceland, Northern Ireland and Wales. Ten teams are qualified for the last World Cup in 2014. Thirteen teams qualified for the last Euro in 2012. Spain and Germany hold the joint record for most tournament wins with three apiece. Germany and Italy hold the record for most World Cup wins with four apiece. And three former Euro winners actually haven't managed to even qualify for this tournament, them being Greece, the Netherlands and Denmark. Sixteen nations took part in the Eurovision Song Contest, and by that I'm counting England, Wales and Northern Ireland, all as the United Kingdom. And 17 nations currently belong to the European Union, but that could all change next month. Moving on to the tournament proper, let's start with Group A. In Group A are Albania, Romania, France and Switzerland. We're going to go through, I'm going to give you my opinions of each team, and then I'll give you a prediction of how I think the group is going to finish. start of Albania, this is actually their first ever major tournament, so their odds are quite high at 300 to 1. In qualifying, they played 8, won 4, draw 2, and lost 2, coming runners-up in their group. I don't think Albania have got much chance here, unfortunately, the newbies. I think they're probably just glad to be here uh, at, at Euro 2016, but I think they're going to go out. Uh, it won't really be that much of a struggle. Let's go on to the host nation, France. They've won two European Championships and one World Cup. Their FIFA ranking is 21st, which is really quite low. As the host, they qualified automatically, which, which could actually be the reason why they're so low in the FIFA rankings, because the way FIFA rankings work is that it's on like competitive matches. So because France haven't had all these competitive matches, that's probably why... They're so low in the ranking. The French have pretty good odds, 3-1. to one. I think they're joint favourites. You've got a few players to look out for. Paul Bogba, I think, uh, in particular. Up front, they've got Griezmann and Giroud. I'm not sure how they're going to do in this tournament. I'm not sure if they're like they're prolific strikers. I mean, Griezmann is one of the favourites to win the Golden Boot, but we'll see how they do at France level. Obviously, the left out, Karim Benzema, which is a bit uh, controversial, but it has happened few French facts for you. It's the most popular tourist attraction in the world. Some 83.1 million visitors arrive in France, according to the World Tourism Organization. I'll tell you what, like Euro 2016 is only going to help that number. I mean, I for one am going to Lyon to see a few of the games. On to Romania. Their FIFA ranking is higher than France somehow. The 19th uh, in qualifying, they played 10, 1, 5, and drew 5. 
so undefeated in qualifying and coming runners-up in Group F. In the last six tournaments, they've only actually qualified for Euro 2008, where they got to the first round. Their odds are 150 to 1. I, I can't really see Romania doing too much here either. I mean, I think the most famous thing I can remember about Romania is that they knocked England out of Euro 2000 or something like that. So the final team in the tournament is Switzerland. They're 14th in the FIFA rankings. Uh, qualifying, they played 10, won 7, drew none, lost 3. Coming runners-up in Group E. So they're pretty consistent qualifiers, the old Swiss. And their, their odds are 50 to 1. A few players to look out for, in particular, Shakiri in midfield and Xhaka, who I think has just signed for Arsenal. And then you've got to think about their defence as well. They've always been known for a decent defence Guys like Lichtensteiner, Lichtsteiner, should I say, very experienced fullback. So here's a few facts about Switzerland. In Switzerland, it's illegal to keep one, just one guinea pig. You have to have them in pairs so they don't get lonely. And there's a political party in Switzerland called the Anti-PowerPoint Party. It works towards decreasing the use of PowerPoint in professional presentations. The big Prezi fans in uh, Switzerland... That was Group A. How will it end? So coming in fourth, I think it's going to be Albania. I don't see him getting any points really in this tournament. Third, Romania. Second, Switzerland. And top of the group, the host France. We'll come on to the third place uh, at the end of this preview. One of the things I've done as a preview to Euro 2016, I recently purchased Pro Evolution Soccer 2016 because it is the official game of Euro 2016. It has most of the players in there and has all the teams in there, but not all the official stuff and not all the official stadiums. So not quite as comprehensive as maybe a World Cup game from FIFA. It's a lot of fun to play. I definitely suggest picking it up. And it's a nice cheap price. Uh, so you're not, getting, you're not having to pay 50 quid for games like you have to now. Speaking of that game, I, I did a bit of a preview of Euro 2016 and he got a few interesting results throughout the home nations only england got to the uh, second round which put, pitted them against germany and they lost after extra time although it did look at one point england might actually win that match and in the round of 16 there was a lot of shockers uh, the czech republic beat france 2-1 portugal beat italy 3-1 belgium beat spain 2-1 and that set up our quarterfinals to be Switzerland versus Croatia, Russia versus Portugal, Germany versus Belgium, and Czech Republic versus Slovakia. So Croatia beat Switzerland, uh, Portugal beat Russia, Germany beat Belgium, and Slovakia won on penalties against the Czech Republic. So it was Croatia, Portugal in the semi finals, Croatia won 3 1, and Germany beat Slovakia 3 1. And in the final, Germany just nicked it 1-0 against Croatia. So a great run by, the, by Croatia and Slovakia, teams they wouldn't really expect to get to the semi-finals. But Germany were the ultimate winners uh, and also one of the favourites in this tournament. Let's look at Group B. Group B is an interesting group because it has two of the home nations in, England and Wales. So the four teams are... England, Russia, Slovakia and Wales. So we'll start with England. 
They have one World Cup under their belt. They are FIFA ranking a 10th. They got the only perfect record in qualifying, playing 10 and winning 10. Now, this is something that's quite interesting because, I mean, Roy Hodgson gets a bit of stick, but actually he has got a very good record of winning. They've just had three friendlies, as you might know if you've watched them, and out of those three friendlies, England won all the games, but there were a lot of complaints about how well they were playing and how they're going to perform against teams, you know, like your Italy's, like your Germany's, like your Portugal's, any sort of team that was going to have an attacking threat. Are they going to be able to go up against that? Who knows? Odds of 8-1, to one, which is quite uh, generous. To go through a few of the key players, when you look at this England squad, you've got to think about the attacking nature of it. I mean, you've got guys like Jamie Vardy, who is part of the... Uh, Premier League champions Leicester you've got Kane and Deli Alley who worked really well this season at uh, Tottenham you've also got Wayne Rooney who may not even get in the first team but he's a fantastic quality player on his day you know all the attacking options they've got which is kind of weird because Roy Hodgson likes to play a more defensive style I think that's probably because like a lot of European teams play that style and it tends to work but I'm not. This is kind of a Tom. I really like Kevin Keegan to being the manager because England's attacking options are so good now. You just think if they played to attack, they could beat a lot of teams. Where if they don't, they might have a bit of a problem. On to Russia. Technically, you could say Russia won the first ever European Championship in 1960. But that was when it was so- the Soviet Union, so maybe not. In qualifying, they played 10, won 6, drew 2 and lost 2. Not much expected from the Russia side this, this time around. They are actually hosting the next World Cup as well in uh, 2018. So they'll definitely qualify for that. Here's a few facts about Russia. Russia is bigger than Pluto. Quite shocking. And there's a museum in Russia that hires cats to protect its artworks against rodents. That's just good business sense, in my opinion. You don't want those rodents to get your artworks. Let's go to Slovakia now. They are ranked 32nd in the FIFA rankings. In qualifying, played 10, won 7, drew 1 and lost 2. Became Group C runner-up. Their odds are 150 to 1. I think they're quite underrated, actually. There was recently a friendly where Slovakia beat Germany 3-1. They got players like Hamsik in the middle who can make a lot of trouble for other sides. So there might be a bit of a surprise in this tournament. And I'll get to how I think about that a little bit later. Onto the final team in the group, Wales, 24th in the FIFA rankings. In qualifying, they played a 1-6, drew 3 and lost 1. And it's the first time they qualify for a tournament since 1958, which means it's their debut in Euro competitions. Their odds are 66 to 1. I guess a few players to look out for have to be the likes of Gareth Bale, the Real Madrid player, just won the Champions League with Real Madrid. Aaron Ramsey, the Arsenal uh, midfielder. There's two main threats in the Welsh side, but they've also got players like Andy King, 
part of the Leicester team. Joe Allen of Liverpool and Ashley Williams of Swansea at the back and Wayne Hennessy of Crystal Palace in goal. One thing I will say about Wales is if you haven't heard the Manic Street Preach's uh, official song for Wales for Euro 2016, definitely, definitely check it out. It is amazing. Like, it's one of my, it's, it's my favourite football-based song since Free Lions. It's that good. That was the teams in Group B. Now on to my predictions. In fourth place, I'm going to say Russia. I don't think they're going to do too much in this tournament. In third place, I think it will be Wales because I just don't know if they've got the strength quite in depth to qualify automatically. In second place, I'm going for England because uh, England always have a knack of not wi- really kind of stumbling over the line when it comes to tournaments. And in first place, I'm going for Slovakia. Yes, I'm putting my neck on the line and I'm saying that Slovakia will win this group. I can just see the Slovaks uh, getting a win against Wales and a win against Russia and then getting a point off England and uh, making it seven points out of nine and qualifying as group winners. So Group C now, it's Germany, Northern Ireland, Poland and the Ukraine. We'll start with the world champions, Germany. Four World Cups, their name, and three European Championships makes them the most consistent and most successful team in this tournament. In their, their FIFA ranking is a shockingly low fifth. I'll tell you, they are below Argentina, Chile, Colombia, and another European team, which I will, which I will tell you who later. And it's not Spain. In qualifying, they played ten, won seven, drew one, and lost two. A bit of a, a bit of a wobble there then from Germany. A Group D winner. Their odds are seven to two. And a couple of players to look out for, I think. Manuel Neuer, one of the best goalkeepers in the world from Bayern Munich. Midfield is a just a who's who of great midfielders. Mario Götze, who got the, the winner in the uh, last World Cup uh, from Bayern Munich. Tony Cruz at Real Madrid. Meza Ozil of Arsenal up front. They've only got three players up front, but I guess the player you really got to look out for based on the last couple of tournaments, Thomas Muller. One of the favourites to win the Golden Boot. Muller is always going to be a threat. You've also got Mario Gomez and Lucas Podolski who can definitely cause some problems. Here's a few German facts. Uh, the Chancellor has her own Barbie doll. Yes, for Mattel's 50th anniversary, the company came out with a model of Angela Merkel sporting the same practical haircut, power suit and proportionate features to boot. And they make a cake with Fanta. So they use Fanta uh, to make a popular dessert called Fantakuchen, which translates to Fanta cake. Apparently it's very delicious. So Northern Ireland, one of the home nations now, FIFA ranking 26th in qualifying. They played 10, won 6, drew 3 and lost 1. Group F winner, so very impressive performance by the the Northern Irish in qualifying. It's their first ever European Championships, although they have qualified for the World Cup before. 
got very wide odds of 250 to 1. I think if we're going to talk about Northern Ireland, we can't not talk about Will Grigg, who's become an internet sensation uh, because of he's one of the Wigan strikers and they won League One this season. Basically, there's this whole thing that online this guy made a version of Gala's Freed from Desire and turned it into Will Griggs on Fire. And now it's such a big thing that Blonde, one of, uh, like a uh, record producer, has brought out a version of it on iTunes. And apparently it was about number seven for the last time I heard. So it's really, really successful. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to start for the Northern Irish. They've probably got other options. But if he ever gets on the pitch and he actually scores, the crowd is going to go insane. On to Poland now. They're 27th in the FIFA rankings. Uh, in qualifying, they finished runners-up of Group D with six wins, uh, three draws and a loss. Their odds are 50 to 1. The player to look out for Poland really is Lewandowski. He's the uh, He was the top goal scorer in qualifying with 13 goals and uh, one of the favourites for Golden Boot. Final team in the group, Ukraine. They are 22nd on the FIFA rankings, winning seven, drawing two, and losing three in qualifying, but won their playoff versus Slovenia to get through. So one of the facts I have to talk about with Ukraine, they did win this year's Eurovision Song Contest, and there's also this talk like uh, that Russia might be boycotting next year's Eurovision because it's in Ukraine. I didn't think they should have won, really, because there were better options. And funnily enough, almost Australia won, despite the fact that they're nowhere near Europe. So how's Group C going to finish? Well, I think that Northern Ireland, unfortunately, will come last in their group. Sad to say, I think they're going to go out the first round. Ukraine will come third. Poland will come second. And Germany will be at the top. So before we continue on, let's have a look at the tournament format. Basically how this tournament works. There are six groups of four. And the first part of the tournament is a group stage where each team will play each team in their group once, which is a total of three matches for each team. Teams will get three points if they win, one point for a draw or no points for a loss. The top two in each group qualify for the next round. Also, the top four third place finishers will qualify. Depending on which third place finishes qualify will depend on who plays who in the second round. It's actually really confusing. There's a long bit in the rule book about who faces who. So 16 teams in total will qualify for the round of 16, so there'll only be eight teams knocked out. And from there, all matches are straight knockout. There's one match. If it's a draw after 90 minutes, there'll be extra time. There's no golden goal or silver goal these days. You just play the 30 minutes. If there's a positive score, if one team is winning after that 30 minutes, the match is over and they win. If they don't, it goes to penalties. And if the score is equal after five penalties each, it will be a sudden death shootout. So if a team misses and the other team scores, that'll be it. Or if a team scores and the other team misses, that'll be it. And winners of round 16 go through to the quarterfinals. Winners of the quarterfinals go through to the semifinals. And then winners of the semifinals go through to the final. There is no third place playoff in the Euros. So it's not like the World Cup where they do that third place playoff for no reason. Now we move on to Group D, uh, looking at these teams. We've got Croatia, Czech Republic, Spain and Turkey. 
We'll start with Croatia, 23rd in FIFA rankings. They played 10, 1, 6, drew 3 and lost 1 in the qualifying. Their odds are 25 to 1. There are a few players to look out for in the Croatian squad. I think mainly we're talking about midfield, like like Ivan Rakitic, the Barcelona midfielder, uh, Luka Modric at Real Madrid, formerly of Spurs. You've also got Mandzukic up front, uh, the Juventus striker, who could cause some problems. Croatia facts for you. After Ireland, Croatia has the highest emigration rate in the world. There is a museum of broken relationships in Zagreb where people display their memories of past relationships. Oh, that's quite sad really, isn't it? The Czech Republic. In 1976, um, the winners are Czechoslovakia, but maybe I should give that credit partially to Slovakia as well. 29th in the FIFA rankings, uh, won 7, drew 1 and lost 2 in qualifying. 66 to 1 is their odds. I think Czech Republic are going to have a bit of a challenge in this group considering the other teams in it. You've got, you know, with Croatia, with Spain, with Turkey. They might really struggle to make traction in this tournament. Here's a few Czech facts for you. Czech people are the heaviest consumers of beer. The Czech Republic has more hospital beds per inhabitant in the EU. I was wondering whether those two were related. You know, if you drink loads of beer, you end up in a hospital bed. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Uh, let's hope it's not related. Or, or let's hope that, that uh, the people in Czech Republic all drink responsibly, as you should as well. Let's now talk about the reigning defending European champions I was going to say of the world but that doesn't make sense the reigning defending champions of Europe that makes sense uh, we're talking about Spain of course uh, one World Cup and three European championships including back to back Euros 2008 and 2012 in qualifying they played 10 won 9 drew none and lost one almost as good as England but not quite their odds are 11 to 2. I guess what you say about Spain is that they're probably not as good as they were a couple of years ago because they've lost certain players because of age. Puyol's retired. There is no Xavi in this team, but they do have a few standout players. David De Gea, the Man United goalkeeper, been on fire this season. We're not even 100% sure whether he'll be first choice over Casillas, but bloody hell he should be. In defence, you've got the likes of Sergio Ramos, Gerard Piquet. In the midfield, still has the likes of Iniesta, David Silva and Cesc Fabregas, which would cause a few problems. So, a few facts about Spain. There's no two-fairy in Spain. Instead, the Spanish have a legend called Ratonchito Perez, who exchanges children's teeth for gifts. And Spain produces 45% of olive oil in the world. Well, from one foodstuff to another, I guess, it's Turkey. <laughs> 13th in the FIFA rankings, quite high, really, there. And in qualifying, they played 10, won 5, drew 3, and lost 2. They were the best-ranked third-place team, so qualified automatically. Their odds are 66 to 1. I think I think Turkey will struggle in this tournament because of, of the group they're in. They have a half chance of qualifying, but I don't really see them going beyond that. Predictions for Group D. Fourth place, I've got the Czech Republic. Don't see him really making any traction. Third place, Turkey. Second, I'm going to go for Croatia. 
And at the top of the group, going to have to say the Spanish. Group E now, and I think this one's called the Group of Death, because we have uh, Belgium, Italy, the Republic of Ireland, and Sweden. So a tough group indeed. We'll start with Belgium. Remember before I was talking about who the highest European country is in the FIFA rankings? It's Belgium. They're second in the FIFA rankings, which is crazy when you think about it. They played 10, won 7, drew 2 and lost 1 in qualifying, coming uh, top of Group B. They are 11 to 1, their odds still winning it. So one of the, I guess, the slight outsiders to win this tournament. There are a lot of quality players in this uh, Belgian team. From Courtois, the uh, Chelsea keeper. And then in midfield, you've got Eden Hazard. You've got uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And up front, you've got Lukaku. You've got Benteke. There's lots of options there that if the players are playing well, you think the Belgian could go quite far in this tournament. A few facts about Belgium then. Uh, voting is compulsory and enforced in Belgium, as some people think it should be enforced over here. The Brussels International Airport is the world's largest chocolate selling point. Yeah, the Belgians are always known for their chocolate. It's lovely stuff. Ooh, I love a bit of Belgian chocolate. Now on to Italy. Impressive four World Cups and one European Championship to their name. Their FIFA ranking, 15th. In qualifying, they won seven and drew three undefeated as Group H winners. Their odds are 16 to 1. Now, the Italian manager, Antonio Conte, is on his way to Chelsea after he is done at the Euros. So, their last tournament with Conte at the top. Uh, they've got Buffon in goal, one of the longest... I, I, did, I, did, I thought he was, like, timeless, but apparently he's only 38 years old. I thought he was older than that, because he seems to have been around forever, because I think he started playing football and being picked in, like internationally since he was about 19, so he's had about a 20-year career. The Italians are also always known for their defence. They've got Cellini, uh, Bonucci, Darmian. So they've got a number of options in defence. I guess the question is how well can that midfield and strike force perform? They've got the likes of De Rossi, Candreva. They've actually got a lot of forwards they brought to the tournament. Um, so that should be quite interesting to see how they perform when it comes to in front of goal. It's the facts for you. More than the third of single Italian men between 30 and 35 live with their parents. That's just good financial sense, isn't it? In Milan, Italy, it is a legal requirement to smile at all times except during funerals or hospital visits. Man, how is that enforced? Would, if, if, like, a policeman got angry at you, would they have to arrest themselves? Like, you know, how far is this law being enforced? <laughs> So, Republic of Ireland now. FIFA ranking is 31st. They won six and drew four, lost two in qualifying, and they won a playoff versus Bosnia and Herzegovina to make their way to the tournament. Their odds are 100 to 1. Some of the old guard for uh, the Irish. Actually, quite, a, quite an old strike force. Robbie Keane of LA Galaxy. Shane Long is the youngest at 29. John Walters at Stoke getting picked. So, it's a bit worrying whether... Our Republic of Ireland really bringing through a new set of players to take over from these established names. 
on to Sweden now. <laughs> 36th in the FIFA rankings. They got through on the playoff and qualifying against Denmark too. 100 to 1 outsiders are the uh, Swedish. Yeah, we can't talk about Sweden without talking about Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who looks like he's on his way to Manchester United. That'll be interesting to see and how well he does for the Swedish. But whether they got any strength and depth, whether they got the kind of support for Ibrahimovic, I don't really know. So a few facts about Sweden. Actually, I love these Swedish facts. I think they're the best facts out of any team. Uh, Swedish wasn't made the official language of Sweden until 2009. What? The official Twitter account of Sweden is given to a random citizen every week to manage. Now, if you want to check this out, go to twitter.com slash Sweden, at Sweden on Twitter. So I'm going to go there now. So in the minute, it's Agnes who's 18 years old, uh, no longer stuck in the closet. She's a dancer, singer, and guitarist. This is an amazing social media idea. I can't believe anyone hasn't thought about it before. Like, it makes everybody feel special for a week. I know it might be in, a bit innate, but it's actually really phenomenal and revolutionary, in my opinion. So, also, file sharing is an official l- religion in Sweden. It holds Control C and Control V as sacred symbols. How will Group E finish? I'm going to put Sweden at the bottom of the group. I don't think they've quite got what they need to get anywhere. Third, I'm going to go for Republic of Ireland. Second, Italy. And top of the group, Belgium. Because I think Belgium have got the edge on Italy. So I'm going to say they're going to win the league. Win the league. They're going to win the group. Now, before we get on to our final group, which is Group F, we're going to go through the dates of the tournament. So the opening ceremony, that's on Friday, the 10th of June. Match day one to so the first matches of the group stage uh, from between Friday, the 10th of June and Tuesday, 14th of June. Match day two is between Wednesday, 15th of June and Saturday, 18th of June and match day three is between Sunday 19th of June and Wednesday 22nd of June. The round of 16 then will take place between Saturday 25th of June and Monday 27th of June. The quarterfinals taking place on Thursday 30th of June till Sunday 3rd of July. The semifinals then will be on Wednesday 6th of July to Thursday 7th of July and the final on Sunday the 10th of July. With kickoff times either at 2 p.m., 5 p.m., or 8 p.m. British summer time. You know, check your local listings and all that malarkey. So, our final group is Group F. I think Group F is the group you get at these tournaments. I think it's happened because the Euros have been extended to 24 teams. Is that in the World Cup, you always get a group that's kind of full of weaker sides. And this seems to be that group. And it didn't usually happen because when you've only got four groups, you've got to have a big side in at least each each uh, group. We've got Austria, Hungary, Iceland and Portugal. Let's start with Austria. The FIFA ranking is 11th. They uh, 1-9 drew 1, so undefeated in qualifying, and Group G winners, and their odds are 33 to 1. I'll tell you what, I'm not much of a betting man, but if I was, and I wanted to put a bit of money on an outsider, I might go for Austria here, because they did really well in qualifying. They've got star players like David Alaba, and... Their group gives them a really good chance to qualify, but not only qualify, actually have a decent run in the tournament. Um, So we'll see how they do. 
I think they've got a pretty decent chance. If I was to go for an outsider, I'd probably go for Austria. On to Hungary now. Ooh, I'm a bit hungry. Uh, FIFA ranking 18th. Uh, they won their playoff to qualify uh, against Norway. And they haven't qualified for the Euro since 1972. Uh, the last time they were in the World Cup was 1986. Their odds are 250 to 1. Don't really expect Hungary to go far, unfortunately. On to Iceland now, at 35th in the FIFA rankings, and won their group in qualifying, playing 10, winning 6, and drawing 2, and losing 2. It's the first time ever they've qualified for a major tournament. They're 80 to 1 in the odds. And interestingly enough, they've actually got two coaches, Lars Lagerbeck and Hemir Haugrimsson. I guess the big players for them are Gunnarsson, Sigerson, likes of Cardiff and Swansea respectively. Still got the likes of Gudjonsson, who uh, used to play for Chelsea. Here's some Icelandic facts. There's a volcanic eruption every four years on average. You might remember that uh, famous Icelandic volcano a couple of years ago that erupted and all the volcanic ash stopped all the planes in Europe going up and down. It was chaos for a couple of days. The country's national sport isn't football. It's actually handball. If they start hitting the ball with a hand all the time, now you know why. On to Portugal, ranked 8th in the FIFA rankings. They won 7 and lost 1 in their qualifying, came up as Group I winners. Their odds are 20 to 1. And when we're talking about Portugal, is it a one-man team? Is it all about Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, there is a few other guys who sort of stand out a bit. You've got the likes of Nani, uh, you've got uh, Pepe at Real Madrid, who's been uh, accused of play-acting a little bit. There's definitely a quality gap between Ronaldo and the rest of the, the squad, which may limit how far the Portuguese get in this tournament. Here's some Portugal facts then. Over half of the world's cork comes from Portugal. Portugal has the largest cork oak forest in the world and its cork oak is protected by law. Cork is stripped from the trunk of the cork oak every nine years without damaging the tree. And the world's largest omelette was made in Portugal in Santrium on 11th of August 2012. It took 55 people, 6 hours, 145,000 eggs, 880 pounds of oil and 220 pounds of butter to make the 6,466 kilogram omelette. That's huge! To think that, I, I thought it might be more like... Uh, I thought Wales might be more into the omelettes if you've ever watched Gavin and Stacey... Uh, I used to have quite a few omelets when I was in Wales too. So, so let's give my predictions of where Group F's going to finish. I think bottom of the group will be Hungary. Third will be Iceland. Second will be Austria. And first will be Portugal. Now let's look onto the third place qualifiers. We would, based on my predictions, we would have Romania. Wales, Ukraine, Turkey, Republic of Ireland and Iceland being the six third place qualifiers. I'm going to go for the four that qualify for the second round to be Wales, Ukraine, Turkey and Republic of Ireland. That would set up a knockout stage of Switzerland versus Poland, Spain versus Repo Republic of Ireland, 
Slovakia versus Turkey, Portugal versus Italy, Germany versus Wales, Belgium versus Croatia, France versus Ukraine, and England versus Austria. So Switzerland, Poland, I'm going to say Poland would win that match with the striking force. They have enough. I think Spain will beat Republic of Ireland. Slovakia, Turkey, I'm going to go for Slovakia. Portugal, Italy, um, I think my head says Italy. Germany, Wales, fortunately Germany, I think will win. Belgium, Croatia, I think we're going to have Belgium win. France, Ukraine, got to go for the hosts. And England, Austria, I'm going to say England, nick it. That leaves a quarterfinal of Poland, Spain, Slovakia, Italy, Germany, Belgium and France versus England. So Poland versus Spain, I think Spain will get through. Slovakia versus Italy, I've got to go for the Italians. Germany versus Belgium, I'm going to say Germany get it. And France versus England, got to go for France really. So I think the English are going to go out of the quarterfinals. To be honest, the best bet would be a semi-final. I don't see England ever getting any further than that. So Spain versus Italy, I think Spain would overcome the Italians. And Germany-France, probably the de facto final of the tournament. I'm going to say the French win it. And in a final of Spain versus France, France will be the UEFA Euro 2016 champions. So that's all for me, Richard Carey. Thank you for joining us on 50 Years of Hurt, a Euro 2016 podcast. We will see you when the tournament starts proper. Until then, don't get your hopes up. Goodbye.